0: Let us pray. O God of grace, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. When I was a little kid, the whole build-up to Christmas was really a magical time. Little did I know how stressed out the adults were around me. Advent can be a pretty stressful time for a lot of us. The shopping frenzy on top of our already busy lives, traveling, and perhaps even on a deeper level, missing loved ones. During the holidays, those people we miss, we especially feel their absence. So it can be a difficult and a stressful time. But in the midst of this, our tradition calls out to us, God is coming into the world. The light is coming into the world. So, as we go about our busy lives, I invite you to live more deeply into the meaning of Advent in this season. What does that look like for God to come into the world? We have wonderful scriptures today that describe it. Isaiah's prophecy, when God comes, the desert will break forth in stream. There will be singing and rejoicing. Things will change dramatically. And of course, we have Mary's wonderful song. My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. There is rejoicing at the coming of the Lord. So I invite you to ponder today with me, what does that look like? And indeed, how do we prepare the way? As Jesus in our gospel this morning talks about John the Baptist, who told all of us, prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. Over the past few weeks, the world has been mourning the death of Nelson Mandela and celebrating his life. And in the midst of this, it made me think back on that moment when Nelson Mandela became president of South Africa. What an inspiring and amazing moment for that country and for the whole world. Indeed, the rejoicing must have been immense. Can you imagine how the people felt there? At long last. At long last, they had won freedom from Apartheid. Apartheid, one of the most cruel and repressive regimes in modern history. So, I think to really understand their joy in that moment, we have to think a little bit about what Apartheid really was. Going all the way back to the late 1700s, the colonial era, there was segregation and racial oppression in South Africa. And in the 20th century, as other countries were starting to evolve, as civil rights were starting to catch in the United States, the apartheid regime really doubled down, denying black South Africans the most basic human rights, the right to vote, forcibly removing people from their homes to put them in what essentially were reservations, and stripping them of their South African citizenship. Black Africans, the native people of the land, the majority of the people were not citizens. They had to carry special passes to travel around the country. So it was the most oppressive sort of uh, denial of basic rights, disenfranchisement, politically and economically. They were denied professional jobs, they were tracked into be the laboring class. So you can imagine the human spirit of people in that situation, how difficult that is. The prayers that must have went up. How long, Lord, until we see justice and equality in our own country? So when finally Nelson Mandela is released from prison, apartheid begins to unravel and then he becomes the president of that country. How must that have felt to them? An answered prayer at long last. My spirit rejoices in God my Savior. So many people were rejoicing that day. And certainly Nelson Mandela. Can you imagine the feeling in his own heart? Having spent 27 years in prison, the majority of which was on Robben Island, one of the most notorious prisons, he lived in a tiny cell with no bed. Nelson Mandela had been through things that I can't even imagine. So I can only begin to imagine the feeling in his heart as he took office that day. Great rejoicing. Now, it should be said that not necessarily everyone was rejoicing that day. For many of the white people who had overseen apartheid and benefited from it, this was not necessarily good news. Many of them fled. I had a friend who was in Johannesburg in the mid-90s. He said there were many old mansions that were just completely abandoned. Many of the white people fled the country. We can imagine what that was like for them, too. They did monstrous things, many of them, but they were human beings. And that human difficulty of being able to let go, being able to let go of your material privileges, even when they're on the backs of other people, being able to let go of the lie, which is racism, it can be very hard for people to let go. So that moment in South Africa's history could have been a real time of vengeance. It could have been a terrible time for the white people there. There may have been a little bit of violence, On the whole, that was not the direction that the country went in due to Nelson Mandela's leadership. Nelson Mandela was all about healing and reconciliation. He had a remarkable ability to let go of bitterness after everything that he had been through. It's amazing to think about the forgiveness and the reconciliation in his heart and his vision for the country. So he set up the Truth and Reconciliation Commission that was headed by Desmond Tutu in which people who had committed crimes and apartheid got to confess what they had done so that the truth would come out. And many of them were forgiven. Many people who had done terrible crimes were forgiven and not charged as a part of this process of reconciliation. How profound is that? When I think of examples of God coming into the world, the light coming into the world, that is a very inspiring example. Nelson Mandela's leadership in in South Africa and the vision of forgiveness and reconciliation. So as we think about what does that look like? God coming into the world. We have many examples in history, glimpses of that light, the Holy Spirit breaking into our midst. And in our recent history, the memory of Nelson Mandela inspires us. Let us remember that through this Advent season. Let that fill our hearts with the light of God. What does it look like for God to come into the world? Mary says it will be a time of great change. Those in power will be thrown down from their thrones. The lowly will be lifted up. Jesus says it will be a time of great healing. He says, go and tell John what you see. People are healed. The blind receive their sight. The poor have good news brought to them. Jesus says, this is what it looks like when God comes into the world. So as we go through our lives, our busy lives, our often stressful lives, let us take time out to consider this, to open our hearts to how God has already come into the world, how God is here, and to look forward to God coming into the world ultimately. The reconciliation of all things, as the gospel tells us. So how do we prepare the way? I think, first of all, it's just that, opening our hearts to see where this is happening, where it's already happened. But also, I think we can take a cue from Nelson Mandela and his remarkable ability to let go. My spiritual director gave me a great piece of advice recently. I was talking to him about being stressed out said, when you really feel those moments of stress come on, take that as your cue to give that feeling to God. Offer it up to God when you're stressed, when you're feeling low. Give it to Him. In that way, we also participate in God's light coming into the world. That is also what the kingdom of God looks like. Letting go. Ultimately, we will all need to let go of grudges, of anger, of all the things that hold us back from fully living into God's promise for us, ultimately we will all be reconciled to each other and to God. That is the gospel good news. That is the incredible message of God coming into the world. So in this season, as we go about our busy lives, let us take those moments to set apart, to open up our hearts to that reality, to remember those ways that God indeed has already come into the world those leaders like Nelson Mandela who show us the way. And let us give our lives up to God in these moments and ultimately in all moments. For God's light indeed is here and God's light is coming. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. This has been a sermon podcast from the Episcopal Church of Our Savior, Mill Valley, California. We are a growing, welcoming community for those seeking to deepen their relationship with God and to journey in faith with God's people through the breaking of bread and in service to others in Christ's name. You can reach us by phone at 415-388-1907 or visit us online at oursaviormv.org That's O U R. S A V I O U R M V for Mill Valley dot O R G. We wish you God's peace, and we hope to greet you in person very soon.